Welcome in to a special Saturday edition of the Fun Astrology Podcast. It is April 17th. Thomas Miller just um, unpacking a few things that have come up this week that I thought we might shine a light on. This is going to be a little heady, and it's going to be more conversational and drawn out than what we normally do. So if you have the time and are of so inclined nature, then this might be interesting for you. This is going to be about the economic side of a straw. Whoops, I've got new stuff in my booth, and i got to be careful of hand movements there. Boom. Oh, <laughs> okay. So there has been a resounding theme over the last several weeks And granted, a lot of people have been looking at this from way back, but especially it has been amplified in recent weeks about economic inflation coming into the picture. Now, obviously, because of where I am, we'll talk about this from the perspective of the United States, but it could imply uh, just about anywhere in the world right now. What brought this to my attention was an article or briefing that came out from the White House briefing room. It is entitled... Pandemic Prices, Assessing Inflation in the Months and Years Ahead. This is authored by two people who are not credited as to who they are, but I presume uh, economists that are working in the administration. This article is a tipper, both in what it says and kind of what can be read between the lines. But it's almost like it's almost like an announcement. I'm not going to get into the article. You can read it. I will say it is thick. But basically, when the White House comes out with an announcement that was not widely picked up on either, by the way, that prices are getting ready to increase, that we better take a look at it. And as we view things here through the lens of astrology, we know that if we don't have good structures in place, this is the time the energy of the universe is begging us, is almost mandating that we have our structures shored up. Now, when we talk about true inflation, and that's this would be if the wildfire got out of control here, basically, we haven't had that happen in this country since the late 1970s. Many of you would not have been born then, but there are some of us that have clear recollections of that. That was like my end of high school into college years, but I clearly remember my mother talking about it And her barometer was a loaf of bread because that was her world, what the prices were at the grocery store. And a loaf of bread, like an equivalent of what would have been happening back then, is if you go to the store now, a loaf of bread is what? Somewhere between, let's say, $253 on the very low end to about $5 on the high end. It would be like, she would say that the prices at the store, you... You could go one day and the loaf of bread might be $5.50, and then you go back tomorrow and the loaf of bread is $6.75. And over the period of time, that loaf of bread would have been $20. We're seeing this right now, where you could see it right now, is if you go on homedepot.com and search up a two-by-four. I did this morning, and it's $6.75, at least up here in the Smoky Mountains. I saw somewhere somebody said a $9 two before. One board, one eight-foot board. Are you kidding me if you were going to build a house? Those two befores just months ago would have been about two and a quarter, $2 and a quarter. So there is your $15 to $20 loaf of bread. Gasoline prices. 
Before the election, it cost me about $35 to fill up my Jeep from empty to full. Now it costs about $55 to $57. That's affecting every one of you. I mean, nobody has access to $1.65 gasoline. And when you allocate your monthly expenses, that is one that you have to have, basically, and you can't get away from it. Well, I had done my prep for actually a couple of hours on this before coming in to record, and then the last thing I looked at was a weekly report that I subscribed to, and it is from Ray Merriman, who is one of the best financial astrologers out there. He does a weekly column that he releases on Friday evenings, and his website is MMA Cycles, as in Merriman Market Analysis, MMACycles.com, and right at the top is the free weekly forecast. You don't have to give your email or anything. And it was kind of funny because he's one of the best in the business, and I had done all this prep work, and then I read his column, and it was almost exactly what I had prepped. And, you know, I'm not making any pretenses that I'm some expert in this. I'm learning, and I've mentioned that I'm learning, and that's why I haven't released so much yet, is that I want to make sure that it is ingrained within me. Now, I have had a couple of emails from some of you asking where you can get some of this financial astrology information. There is a book on a website that I would recommend. It's downloadable, so it's an ebook. You'll get it in a PDF, I believe. The website is ProfitWithThePlanets.com. Profit, P-R-O-F-I-T, with the planets all together, dot com. Her name is Kate, and she's Australian, and then now I think is living in Europe. I do follow her on Twitter, and I bought this book some time ago. It does need an editor. I'm going to tell you just straight up. It needs an editor to go through it. But if you just overlook that and go for the information, not the style and the structure, you're going to get everything you really need in one at least initial dose to get you started and conversing in the language of financial astrology. So I would refer you there, ProfitWithThePlanets.com. Now back to Ray Merriman, when I turn to his website, he has some quotes at the top. And here here are just a couple of excerpts. Uh, Somebody says that I think we're going to end up in a boom. In other words, maybe we're in the early stages of recovery. But that boom might have a potentially troubling side effect. Inflation, as measured by the Consumer Price Index, is expected to jump sharply from 1.7% in February when March data is released on Tuesday. That was a couple of weeks ago. Here's another quote from the Wall Street Journal opinion page. Congratulations to those who want higher inflation. You've got it. And here was from a quote from a book review in the Wall Street Journal on April 15th this past week. It says, They came of age just as the twisted pathway to a new, warped version of the American dream first came into focus. One built not on morality, but on money. Not on personal freedom, but on personal indulgence. Not on the promise of a future, but on the mouth-watering appetite for the present. And I would say that we really can't just blame America because if you looked at the finances of just about every country in the world, you would find overextended credit cards. I know of very few that are in solid financial shape right now. So this brings us to the chart. And when we take a look at where we might be headed, 
every person in the world that is studying astrology is focused on the square between Uranus in Taurus and Saturn in Aquarius. We've talked about it on here at nauseum, really almost, because after all the things happened in Capricorn over the past year and a half, this is what's left, basically. Saturn the disruptor, Saturn the setback and delays, Saturn the break up and tear down, Saturn the align with your karmic path, like it or not, <laughs> Saturn the stern disciplinarian for spending too much, Saturn squaring Uranus. Well, Uranus is about abrupt change. Uranus in Taurus generally is interpreted as change around the monetary system. And like I mentioned this past week, Venus moved into Taurus this week. So now we have Taurus, the money sign, Venus, the money planet, Uranus, the jack-in-the-box surprise, and Saturn sitting there tapping his stern foot with a big wrinkle in his brow. Now, as far as these retrogrades go, we've already had one. There are three this year. Saturn squared Uranus back in February. And what happened? The market went straight to the roof. The next one is June 14th. And then after that, December 24th. Next year, they brush shoulders, but not an exact square. But they do, with the retrograde dance, get close again all the way through 2022. See, these are slow movers. These are themes that get baked into society and into our consciousness. Now, this square aspect happens frequently enough that we have all kinds of different outcomes from it. This is not Saturn-Pluto, where it's happened basically two times in the last 1,000 years. With that one, it's easy. I mean, you just look at what happened around each of those squares, Saturn squared Pluto in 1518 and 1284. Well, you look at what happened. Major shifts from one era to another. One domination of control to another domination of control. Basically, as well, from oppression to freedom. Just had to go through the tunnel to get there. And we could go down a long expose on on uh, the density of Earth's energy, but we'll leave that for another place, another time. But with Saturn-Uranus, it happens frequently enough that we've had good times, we've had bad times. This was in place in 1930, about six months after the great crash in 1929 on Wall Street, Saturn squared Uranus. You go through the major recessions of the last 100 years, there's Saturn and Uranus. But if you put every square of Saturn and Uranus under the microscope, then you realize that there were also good times and prosperous, prosperous times and non-recessionary or depressionary times. So with this one, I think we have to come back to the basic law of the universe and the law of astrology, which is polarity. For every quote-unquote bad, there is a quote-unquote good. There is an opposite effect. You think about the chart, you think about 12 o'clock position at the top of the chart, there's an opposite, down at 6. They're called the angular points, in fact. They are very significant in astrology. Astrology is built on aspects, and the opposition, the other side of the chart, 
is very important. And the sooner you understand that in interpreting astrology, the easier understanding astrology is. So it's not a linear, this is going to happen. Like the guy at the very first article on Merriman's website, we may have a recovery and it might lead to higher prices. We might have a recovery. Oh, that's good. We might have higher prices. Oh, that's bad. Polarity. So I've really tried to stay back and watch and wait and see how the direction unfolds, but just know that something is probably brewing in the kitchen. Now, if you remember last year, about this time, the planets started to go into retrograde. And what happened to COVID? Everything got quiet. What happened in the fall when most of the planets turned direct? COVID came back. You could say, well, that was seasonal. Right but only for half of the planet because the southern hemisphere was going into winter while the northern hemisphere was going into summer. So you can't say that it was, yes, it was climate-driven to some degree based on wherever you were, but it was also very obvious that COVID got quieter when the planets went retrograde and COVID got more noisy when the planets turned direct. So what's the retrograde calendar for this year? Well, Pluto begins the season, or the show, going retrograde in April. Now, I'm not going to go through all of these dates. I will post them in the show notes. So if you just follow the show notes, then you can see the exact dates. I put the beginning and the ending for each planet going all the way through. But basically, the show begins here in about 10 days. Retrogrades typically bring the energy of the planet represented internally. In fact, back to the COVID analogy of last year, the break gave us some time to get caught up with the darn thing. Gave us a pause. Well, Pluto April 27th, then Saturn in May, then Mercury in May, then Jupiter in June, Neptune in late June, it just goes on. So that basically, let's say around July, August, most of the planets are in retrograde again. So I'm kind of thinking, I'm scratching my head here wondering if... As we go into the summer in the Northern Hemisphere, into these months ahead, that maybe the economy is also quietly affected. Maybe it just kind of moves along, establishes a base, and then whatever's going to happen is more of a fall-related event than a summer-related event. I don't know. A lot of people are expecting, calling for a market top. Well, maybe it just moves sideways for a while. Up a little, down a little. It is frothy, so maybe it blows off some steam. Maybe it blows off some steam and then goes sideways for a while. See, these are all possibilities that I don't think we can specifically look at these dynamics in the chart and say, aha, see, this might happen. Now, we could look at some of the faster transits with Mars, Mercury, the Moon, typically triggers We do have Venus coming up on this conjunction with Uranus. That's going to be interesting, but it's a fast conjunction. So the question is, will it be enough to trip another domino? But it might be, and this is why I bring this up. Let's say that prices are long-term getting ready to go up. What do you need to do to prepare? In fact, what if you had hmm, six, seven months to prepare? Really, it would have been better to start this six or seven months ago. But what if there was another grace period? What if this slowdown in planetary intensity and activity 
that's getting ready to begin over the next couple of months? What if that gives us a little bit of extra time? What if inflation keeps going a little bit, kind of like the White House report suggested, and then maybe down the road it's getting ready to kick up? And that's in essence what that article says, slower and then faster. This is how we can use the planets and use the heavens in the sky to our advantage to make preparations for what might be ahead. It's the Boy Scout motto of old, be prepared. You know, you've got it if you need it, and if you don't, great. So I think mostly the intention here was just to shine some light on this and then parallel what might be possible with the chart, which is kind of saying the same thing. So it's kind of cool that we at least we can do what we need to do in order to position and structure ourselves accordingly. Plus, you get a couple of good resources there of financial astrology if you're looking forward to following that. All right, we will obviously see you back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Hope that helps. And love you and see you on Monday. Bye-bye.